Hello everyone, we're here today with another amazing artist. Super late. Good afternoon. You're on time actually. I know, this time <laughs> I was actually early for a meeting earlier as well, yeah. so everything's weird today. So tell me, what do you do musically and when did you start? So I guess I started a long time ago, it depends, I mean I came from like a very musical house it's the mm. same story usually for all artists like someone there's always an instrument in the house or this my mum is a uh, cellist so I started learning instruments from a young age mm. but I've kind of become the last piece of the jigsaw was learning production and mm. now my artist project is very dance focused dance, focused. dance sort of garage house big pop bangers mm. that's where I live so you come from a musical family yeah what so did your dad do my, my dad is actually the way my mum and dad met, they're not together anymore, but the way my mum and dad met was that they, um, they did like a composing for like film. Wow. So they met like that. So that's that's how I guess I started the addiction with music and then it just continued and didn't stop. Do you say that your the way that you were drawn to music, was it something like a gradual kind of thing that you didn't really feel anything? Or do you think it was a moment in time and that you decided, that, okay, music is something that I want to do? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's always been gradual in a sense that I've, I've just always done it. Like, I've always played instruments and then I didn't really enjoy music at school and all of this. But if the only time where I can think, like, a moment where, like, this is actually what I want to do mm. was there was a the first festival I went to properly uh, when I was 16. Mm-hmm. I watched a band called Faithless and okay. they were, it, that just blew me away. I didn't know anything about them. I didn't really know anything about, like, the whole festival live Mm. seen anything about the headliner and like and we were just there and we were me and my friend waited at the front row and we were there for like six hours and then we were like should we just stay here for another three hours until they finish mm. and that just that was it that blew me away what happened after it so you in that festival you realize music is something that you really want to do yeah what what, what was the first step that you've done after it that's a long time ago now but um i guess at that point things just got serious and when I went to college I just I scrapped everything else I just did music and music technology so um and there obviously I was young and clueless but like I really tried every at my utmost best in all the projects that I was involved in so I was in bands and I was always like the driving force like no we need to do this like seriously like not not wasting time like this is you know the best job in the world Mm. but um the problem was that and this is completely fine. No one else is at the same level. So you just start getting annoyed and, mm. you know, basically turn into not a nice person because you're annoyed at these people and they're not, they don't share the same drive as you. So that's essentially why I started producing because then I've got no one to complain to about for myself if I don't do anything. Okay. And that's why the last, you know, piece of the jigsaw, as I say, was to learn to produce. It's very interesting, actually. You're the first person because I always ask this question that, was there a certain point in time that you realized that mm-hmm. um, this is something that I want to do mm. for the rest of my life? But so far, most people, most artists that I talked to, they said it was more of a gradual mm. kind of thing that we grew into it mm. rather than there was a certain point. Tell me about your parents. So did your parents push you into this career or did they let you do whatever you want to do? If you want to be a musician, be a, or go, go be a, another... Ronaldinho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say Ronaldinho. He was my favorite footballer. Is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
the only thing that I kind of, that I say made me do, they didn't like whip me and make me do it, but like that my mum basically was like, she could see that I was, you know, learning instruments and she could kind of tell that, that I would, it would be, let's have some kind of part in my life. Mm-hmm. So she basically said, well, just, let's just do grade five piano. And I, I didn't want to do it, um, but I did it and I am grateful for it. And I wish I remembered more of it because my piano playing now is awful. And as a producer, it's so important to have, mm. it's really helpful to have good yeah. keys playing. but really it was all natural I wasn't really surrounded by a lot of like music making so my mum played the cello and but there was never like much creation going on but just the fact that I would go to my dad's and there's like a drum kit you Mm. know or I I got bought my first drum kit or guitar it's just it's just addictive Mm. It's, it's just you know do you think if your parents had different careers not a musical career you would choose something else I hope not, but I can't. I can't say. I don't. Yeah, I don't think because I would have seen it at some point. I would have seen music in, in that capacity. I, the reason why I say that was such a a moment for that faithless gig was because I just I'd never seen live music in that like level of like a headline festival performance. Just that the energy there is unlike anything you've ever seen, mm. and like it just blew me away. And like I just left. I was like, what, what is there that's better than that? There's nothing <laughs> to me anyway. So what do you do musically? Do you produce and do you sing, play any instruments? So coming from like an instrumental background, I play, I learned drums, guitar, keys, um, whatever really. Um, and that that's kind of... Multi-instrumental. Yeah, my, that's the word for it. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, but then, so learning to produce kind of meant that my music is definitely has like instrumental elements and has that kind of instrumental Mm. tinge to it but recently in the last few months it's definitely getting more electronic and you know a lot of 90s house influences which is really popping at the moment Mm. and it's really working for like the stuff the content that I put out do you think it's important to be able to play instrument to be an artist to be a musician or you can be a musician without being able to play an instrument I think it all depends on the music that you're making really because you can have like Essentially, a, a DAW, like a, a logic work, whatever, Ableton, is an instrument. Like, and if if you like, know know have your own way of making sounds on there, even if it's sampling, whatever, it it doesn't really matter. But it does help, I think, if you can like just play a few chords of something, especially for like songwriting, um, just to be able to sit in a room with someone and pick up a guitar and you know play some chords or on a piano. Or, but it is not essential anymore. Mm. But I think it helps. Because, like, obviously, if, if you're a guitarist, you kind of naturally end up, like, playing some older styles and songs and while you're learning. And that all feeds into your music making. It all just comes into the pot, you know. That's actually very interesting. Uh, that's a nice perspective. And you said, um, because I think the same way, when you have a laptop and when you install all those VSTs and all those, um, like, whatever DAW that you use to produce music, you have literally, like a massive orchestra yeah. under your fingers. Yeah. I think as long as you expand your knowledge uh, about those instruments and how do they work, I think you have like that power mm-hmm. to be able to even make an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of uh, me film composers, they just mm-hmm. do, it, er, do everything in the box. Yeah. And they make the actual like music. Spitfire, um, 
Is it Spitfire Labs? Yes. I did a composition project last year. I did a uh, for a, a Netflix series. And it didn't actually end up being on Netflix because they screwed up in some kind of contract. Yeah, yeah, wow. I don't know what happened, but I still got paid for it. Thank God. Uh, but like <laughs> that was it was all in the box. So I just recorded that from my... That's it. That's yeah. all you need. Mad. That's it. <laughs> we are living in a mad era. We are. We really in a are. good way, I would say, though. No, in, a, in, a, in a good way. As long as yeah. you can adapt to it, I yeah. think it, it's good. Because I think imagine like back in the days, I always make that example of you had to go to bank. But nowadays we can do a lot of mm -hmm. transactions in our phone. It makes it a lot more efficient. Mm -hmm. It makes it a lot easier and faster. But some people don't really want to adapt for whatever reason. They might not trust the mm. internet or that app or whatever. It's hard to stay ahead, like oh, especially... Yeah. Yeah. With how quick technology is going, and like, but the great, I know how lucky I am to be alive where I can literally, I'm literally, I'm doing producing now with a producer from Canada, mm. and we're just on Zoom, like for six hours. I'm sending him a loop on the iMessage, all of these like services which we just take for granted. Like, it just, I can produce with a guy in Canada, you wow. know, like it's effortless. And do you tie yourself to one specific genre? Because I would assume as a producer, obviously, you're going to have to work with a lot of people mm. that are working in various yeah. genres but do you usually when you want to work tie yourself to one specific genre or do you just I think for me at the minute I'm actually kind of going through this at the moment so it, it all has I've got to the point where my productions have a sound so for my artist mm. project they are kind of teetering into different areas of like electronic music but it all has the summary dance vibes euphoric so as long as you're keeping like the adge a few adjectives, like you can listen to your song and say, okay, is it this? Is it that? Does it sound like me? You know. Mm. So you're then going it, for that artist consistency. Yeah. Mm. But it's it's very the problem is it's always tempting to just be like, oh, let's just make something completely crazy <laughs> and different. But it's weird that you have to kind of refine yourself. Be like, no. But the good thing about being a producer is that you can. All the ideas that you have, you know, as time progresses and people start talking to you, you have you have ideas in the bank that you can throw at them, and you know that maybe won't fit your project, but it might be a hit song for them, and then you're on a cut. I I do agree, and I think it's a very difficult skill to develop, and I think it's something that develops during the years to be able to make another song, but still that song had have your signature mm -hmm. as an artist. I think it's something that needs a lot of time to yeah. be able to develop it. Have you released any songs so far? So I've got three songs out. They released uh, last year. Wait, no, wait, no, this year. This year and last year. Mm -hmm. um, Do you want to name them? Yeah, so I have my first single is called Diamonds. That's mm -hmm. one of my favourites that I've ever done. That okay. was a great little, uh, it's a good summer disco banger. Okay. Another one called Petals, which was written a long time ago with my friend. That's more like in the indie pop realm and mm -hmm. then the last one is called Barbados that's with a guy called Younger who's a big influence of mine and I managed to do a track with him mm -hmm. there we go guys I'm gonna put it <laughs> put the links down in the description make sure you go stream, click on stream. it and stream great do you feel because with all the social media nowadays do you feel that there are a lot of pressures from the industry that you gotta look in certain ways, that you gotta do certain things, that you gotta talk yes. and say certain things. Definitely, there is. What are they? But uh, you have to be, the, the consistency is important, mm -hmm. but um, 
So in the last two months, I kind of made a promise to myself that I would really push TikTok. Mm. And I've been doing as many posts as I can, sometimes three a day, sometimes maybe one, maybe sometimes five, six. So I'm really pushing it hard. But like the the results that come from it are obscene. Like Is it? It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. Even, um, I can probably t- talk about TikTok for some time because it is, people, like artists need to realise how powerful it is. Mm. And like, before I started TikTok, I would, I would never have thought that I would like, you know, be even remotely suitable for it. That that's a lot of people's uh, experience. You know, the moment yeah. they started using it. Yes, yeah, are you were saying? No, you're completely right. And people are it's they're scared of it mm. because it's you know and all you all you're seeing on your for you page is people who are popping off, popping off, popping off. You know, you're not seeing the videos with like 200 views. But the truth is that you have to push so hard and just believe in the content that you're doing mm. and it will pop off and a few days ago I got one video which got 40k views but the um, in in relation to most TikToks that's nothing but the thing is because I've been posting about like the same kind of content and just pushing the electronic music using similar hashtags this that so when a video does go it's the audience is all it's, it's so targeted the TikTok algorithm is so good at targeting mm-hmm. exactly who you want to find okay so tell us three techniques that you use that you <laughs> you think that you use and it really worked for you um, so uploading videos generally it could be TikTok it could be Instagram it could yeah. be YouTube I guess the first tip I would give about is about starting it and um, the advice I would say is it takes time and it takes experimentation to find your style be open and your vo- and your voice i just call it your tiktok voice mm-hmm. and whether that is and you're going to make videos that are shit mm-hmm. like and that's that's fine and i still do now like <laughs> but mm-hmm. i'm at a point now where i understand you, you you only the only way you get used to it is by doing it you know mm. there's no shortcut you know there's no video these three, three tips won't fast track you either but like you just have to do it so the first tip i would say is just experiment and you don't even have to post them. Like if you don't just put them on drafts, then come back the next day, have a look at it, and just think, oh, if I was scrolling through this, would I care about this? Mm. And if if you're like, eh, well, then maybe try something else. Yeah. Second tip I would say is um, on your accounts. So there's a way you can do this if, if you just follow the people who you're who are in your circle. Okay. So whether that's the people who you want to work with who are popping off or labels or anything because then you your for you page will can, you know drip feed the content that is flying in that area okay and that's how i so if i'm scrolling and i see someone who's you know really hit in the last day mm-hmm. then i'll be like okay what have they done okay they formatted it like this they put this text there and and then you just copy it mm. and then that's how it flies okay um, last one another thing i would do is basically so let's say, uh, for me, it's house music or just uh, search the hashtag of electronic music, house music, folk music, whatever you want. Okay. And then there's a little uh, button where you can sort it into like the last week. It only shows the videos from the last week. Interesting. In the order of how um, successful they are. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get a sense of, okay, right, they have a, a what's sound. What's working and what's, what's working, yeah. Mm. Or like if, if there's a sound which people are putting over videos, there was like, you know, there's, there's tons of sounds which just come and like really blow up. And then you can like make a little video with that sound. For example, I made one of like just being at a festival with one of the sounds mm. and that got like 10K. Wow. And I went to a, or I went to a, 
a rave by myself. Uh, a, a cheeky bonus fourth tip um, <laughs> is to also document. So like I went to a rave um, and just did a little video of it, like film it, you know, as you would normally do anyway. Of your journey, I agree 100%. Of just like I was just in the taxi, like come to a rave with me because it's, for me, that is in, it's in my uh, target demographic. So I'm, that's my audience who I want to reach. Mm-hmm. And then you're basically just showing that you're involved in that scene. Or I don't know if you were like a, if you were a folk artist, you could go to like an open mic night and say, all right, these are the artists that I found or whatever and mm-hmm. tag them and then they'll share it. And, you know, it's all about like just kind of just getting footholds on other people's that's it. stuff. But yeah, I, TikTok is for anybody who's scared of it, don't be, because it's literally, mm-hmm. in the last two, two weeks, it's given me mad opportunities mm-hmm. from that. I do understand the um, view that people are a bit skeptical toward these social platforms, but I think if you don't try, mm-hmm. you will never know. Yeah. And if you don't fail, you won't make it. Yeah. You know, people who so-called make, made it, mm-hmm. they're the ones who made the most yeah. like mistakes of all time. Yeah, but that's that's the I think the first way to learn something. You make mistake, you make mistake, you learn. You make mistake, yeah. you learn from it. You try again. It's like a circle that you try and try and try and try. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why sometimes it just seems maybe a bit overwhelming with all it these social, social platforms really and is. everything that you gotta do, especially as a musician, because initially you don't have anyone. But music industry is like a massive industry mm. from the beginning, which is the composition and arrangement to recording, to arranging, mixing, mastering, mm. uh, submitting it, distribution, licensing and everything and going out performing, networking. Yeah. It's a massive industry. You're doing 20 mm. jobs at once. Yeah. That's, that's the truth of being an mm. emerging artist. You are doing 20 jobs at once. But you're going to have to do it. Otherwise, yeah. like don't really think unless you have the privilege to like have the sources mm. uh, whether it's going to be the people or the money to be mm. able to outsource it and have them I think if you're mm. really passionate enough you're going to go and do it right yeah did you study music yeah so I did it at college so I went straight in and did the full two years of music and music technology and then went to do music at Lipper as well so do you think it's essential to study music to be a musician Definitely not. But for Definitely me, not. it was... So what, what was your reason of well, studying? I grew up in a place called Cornwall, which is in the south of the UK. Very kind of... Be- very beautiful, great place to grow up. But there's absolutely nothing going on music-wise down there. Cornwall, oh, yeah. And no one really takes you seriously. If it, It's weird because, like... So I, I left college and I... Th- I th- at first I was like, I don't, I don't need to go to uni. Which is true. I didn't need to go to uni. But... It was more the, the move of like going from Cornwall into a city and then Lipper was the, the choice for me because of you know how hard it is to get in. Mm. Um, so I thought, right, let's go there because everybody will be at the same level of dedication. If you've, you, know, you have to try hard to get into that place. Mm. And it was the best decision I've ever made because I've, you know, everything that I have had in the last three years is because of that, because mm. I moved up. So you think it definitely worth it studying that time? But f- for me, it's different because it was more of a geographical thing. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily about the studying itself. Studying itself, but it, I, you know, it's hard to say because it, I have learned a lot from Lipper, and I have learned a lot from the people who I've met at Lipper. Mm. So it really depends. I mean, if you've got a great network, if you're already living in a city, and you know, 
with TikTok, if you if you're good at your craft and you practice and keep making music, you, there's nothing stopping anybody from blowing up. Mm. Nothing. There's like no gatekeepers anymore. Mm, true, true. But as you said, I think for you it was all in one kind of choice because it would give you the opportunity to move to another city, get yeah. to know other people, be yeah. able to network easier because yeah. you would be in the same room with people who are musician like minded. Mm-hmm. How did you make that choice that Lipa is good? Why didn't you go to this or that? Or I'm, I don't really want to name it, but, but why Lipa? I mean, why did you choose Lipa? It was more just the reputation that it had. And I went to see some places and I just, it's basically just word of mouth. Like you ask your lecturers at college, like, okay, which places did you send people? Because they're always in contact with people who have graduated and gone. Um, I, w- I looked at some other unis, but I just, I went to Lipa and I just had a good feeling about it and... I think I made the right choice. Mm. You actually mentioned something very interesting to me. You mentioned that uh, when you were back in Cornwall, um, you didn't really get that much of an attention mm. from people. So how do you respond to that mentally? I mean, to be honest, at that at that point, I wasn't really pushing myself out there. I was more like creating and just existing and making music. Mm-hmm. But there were friends of mine who pushed, and you kind of get labeled as this like Cornish band or whatever, and like. Then you have to get to Bristol and mm-hmm. conquer that, and then it's really challenging. Um, but back then, and this makes me sound old as hell, but that TikTok didn't exist. Okay. <laughs> I, that's mad. <laughs> but you know, if that was the, if TikTok did exist, and um, you know that that you have the reach that you can now get on there, there may, maybe there's no, um, you know, if I, if I was there now, maybe mm-hmm. I would, there'd be nothing holding me back. How do you usually collaborate? How do you find collaborators and how do you network with others? I mean, Lippa had a good uh, effect on that because you're surrounded by singers and people and everything and you just kind of naturally gravitate towards uh, towards people and especially on Instagram. Like people just, you know, people talk about you and things just spread and this person follow me or I follow them and then you reach out and it's just kind of a natural thing. Suggest three ways to people or watching this to like network and collaborate with others, what what those three would be? Just be a nice person mm-hmm. is number one. You've okay. got you've got to be nice to work with and easy to work with, and also be efficient. You know, because the the, the worst thing about collaborating sometimes is that people aren't. You know, they they might take ages to do something, or like let's let's say you do a writing session. And you're like, oh, I can, I'll record the vocals later. Or like, if you have an, an, half an hour, do it there and then. Like all the, the top people that I've worked with who are, you know, in the game and serious and, you know, really successful, I've had sessions with them and they're like, right, I'll record them and you'll have them in half an hour. Mm. You know, and then those vocals I ended up mixing and putting on the track. Mm. So being like efficient. In terms of like the networking thing, go to people's shows, you know, engage with their content. You know, if if you want to work with someone, follow them and tell them how much you like them. Or like you know, on their videos, I like this. That's people sometimes forget that social media is interact with people to yeah. be social. Mm. So like you know, it, it, even if like uh, there was a um, other day disclosure that I followed one of the one of the brothers from Disclosure, and I, he just released this piano video, and it was so good. And I was just like, well, why don't I just tell him? So I was just like, you know, like this is beautiful. Like I didn't know you made stuff like this, and he just liked it and commented. Mm. And, you know, that interaction, I've now interacted with one of the biggest dance acts in, you know, he might have gone on there, bang, on my profile, check me out. 
done. How That's how it. hard was that? That's it. That's it. Don't don't be afraid of what's going to happen. What's yeah. the worst thing can happen? You know, don't pester people. Yourself. Don't look like mm. a kiss ass. But like, um, just be nice. And I think as well to open the door to collaboration. Just be putting out content mm. that's saying sure, like, sure. oh, you know, I've just done this track. Like, I'd love to work on it with someone. And then bang. Someone will because it's gonna show who you are as well. So yeah. when someone comes back to you and they're gonna be yeah. able to because it's somehow it's like a profile. Of course, so some someone comes to your page mm-hmm. or whatever it is gonna be Facebook or Instagram or whatever TikTok. They can see what you do, what you're on about, mm-hmm. who you are. Like so, they they have an idea in their mind. If they like what you do, they're gonna like you, follow you, as you said. Yeah. And you would be able to maybe collaborate in the future. Exactly. As well as what I do, excuse me, when I'm with, with people or collaborating with people, just put it on your story that you're with them. Do a little video or a little post to say that you're here and like, you know, hashtag in the studio or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the, the classic just, and then all the people who you are following you are like, oh, okay, they do collaborations and maybe I'll, you know, jump on that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a very natural process, but you can, there's definitely ways you can like invite it. Do you have a mentor? Um, uh, well, I've had many. What do you mean many? Well, there's been different people throughout my life who, you know, going through education. There was uh, one of the people in my secondary school when I was like 11 to 16, whatever the hell it is. My, the sound technician in the music department. It was a okay. tiny music department. Okay. But he was just a really big believer in me. That in, and he was one of the people who really said that I should go to Lipper. So I, I owe a lot to people like him and there's many along the way who really believe in you and and push you to make the, these decisions and suggestions. How do you define mentor? Who, who is a mentor to you? For me, it's more of like a... You can have mentors that you like, let's say you watch YouTube videos on. Okay. For example, in that case, Disclosure would be a mentor because they have tutorials and, and I've learned so much from them. Mm-hmm. But a mentor for me is just someone who's invested in your trajectory and wants you to do well and who has hopefully been through the same things as you or Mm -hmm. has seen the same things as you happen and someone who cares about what you do and who you can really trust in and and you know seek advice from so plan b do you have plan b meaning that if music doesn't work in 10 years do you want to go to a nine to five job I mean, I have just, that kind of plan. I'm pretty confident that I I will just find something that I enjoy. It doesn't matter. It it will it will happen. I think I'm not a, suggesting, by the way. No, no, no. no <laughs> I'm not, I'm not um, my 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 mindset with it is is like at the minute I'm working a hospitality job mm-hmm. and I'm happy that I'm yeah. not working in a job that I'm um, I'm enjoying because okay. because if I was in a job which I was enjoying just getting by and and it was okay, then I would be like probably complacent with my music and I could be like, oh, mm. not tonight or, or, you know, this or I won't mix that track up. But having, being, I think for being a, a musician, a lot of musicians uh, work in the hospitality world and it's not nice, it's boring, it's, you know, it's not a great industry. Mm. Um, but I'm trying to keep that, the, the positive out of it is like, look, I'm here now, but it, it's all in my hands to not be. Mm. So I'm trying to, there is a plan B like within music, so like because of my the sort of skills that I've attained, mm-hmm. you know, there's different ways into like different parts of the music industry that you can you can do. But and it still I, would be music related. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so right now you mentioned that you have a job. Yeah. You work in hospitality. Yeah. So 
you have a job, like a regular job, yeah, nine to five or whatever the mm-hmm. shift is, and you work on your music. How how do you manage to like? Do you say twenty hours music, forty hours work, thirty mm-hmm. hours? How, how do you divide your? I've spent like I spent a lot of time in the last year being um, with with the whole how to manage time is mm. a really important thing. Very uh, important. To, I've noticed that myself yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very important thing to sort of understand about yourself because everybody works better at certain times. So in like the last two years, I've realised there's times in the day where I don't most of the time don't really work as as well. Um, you got to take into consideration your sleeping pattern. Um, there's a lot of things to take into consideration, but I kind of made some decisions to live by myself this year, which mm-hmm. means that means that when I come home, I just it's either make music or just nothing. I, I, I you know I I find it hard to just sit and watch shows like mm-hmm. endlessly. I don't okay. I don't mind it, but like it's just a bit, you know, as cheesy as this sounds. Like when you're making music, it feels like you're in a room of people because you're it's so exciting that you know you're creating the sounds, this and you you know mm. you're adding to your your future hopefully. Okay. So I decided to live by myself because you kind of come home from work, you've not enjoyed work, but you have that instant hit from just making the music. Another thing that I think is important, and I I took this to an extreme. Mm-hmm. last year is planning what you're going to actually do planning in, in a week okay because I, I did it to the even to the extent of where I, I google calendared my entire day for a week so I was like I've, I, I was like writing down okay at the end of the week I want to have this done I want to have this done okay how do I do it and I just literally timetabled in wake up you know breakfast <laughs> did it work well I did it for about three months and I, I it was the most productive I've ever been what happened after it this is the other thing. I think as for me or as human beings, you can you go through waves of sometimes that will work. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have a week and just slack, mm. that is, you know, beneficial because you can't just we're not robots. You can't output like, you know, the same level all the time. I agree. And that's fine, especially like uh, it's important for me as well to stay in the scene. So in the last few months, I've really been trying to go to lots of dance events and raves and because it's like going to school because you're seeing what's working, you're, you know, it, the, you're looking at the crowd, the crowd is your, like, that's your target audience, you're literally stood in it and, and you get the feeling and it works for any genre, whatever genre you're in, go to the gigs as many as you can and just breathe it in because that is downtime, mm-hmm. you know, it's great fun but also you come away and you're, you know, better off, you've learned so much from it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel exhausted after three months somehow? <laughs> I mean, from my own experience, I think when you are in the schedule for a long time and you don't see the so-called results maybe that you yeah. expect, you get a bit maybe disheartened or, you know, you get a bit like, I want to just, I want to go easy for a while. That's yeah. that's fine as well. And like for some people that that will be horrible. And not work, and that's the thing is that you have to find what works for you. Find what times of the day work, or find if you need a day off here or there, and if you you know you need sleep, you need this, whatever you need, just work out what it is, and then you can build as much. You know the the goal is here not to just burn yourself out, mm-hmm. which is very easy. So have you had um, the thought of making a transition? Have you planned it in your head that okay, right now I have a job, I earn my money, I support my music career. 
right and do whatever i want to do mm-hmm. obviously the money that i'm making from music or i'm going to do this 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 yeah with it so have you thought about a plan that you made make the transition to full-time music to a full-time musician yes so that's something that's been it from tiktok as well has really helped in the last two weeks i've got some great opportunities through there um i'm I'm very thankful to have picked up different skills uh, across the way. So, for example, um, at the minute I'm working with producers and like songwriting and producing for other people. Mm. So, to I don't know how I've managed to swindle this, but like this producer's got like two billion. Like he's he's a big producer in wow. in, in LA, and he found a TikTok uh, of mine and then just said, "Look, I I want this sound. Can you help?" So I was like, "Yep." So. You know, I'm doing sessions with them and getting on cuts like that. If you have a shot at doing that, you can, if if one of them pops off, then you're just making money by doing nothing wow. with royalties. So that's one plan. Second plan is my own artist project, which in the last couple of weeks has just been getting traction from like uh, the last 24 hours, like at Sony Atlantic, everyone has been like just following. I don't know if like, my name's gone around an email or something. Like that. Mm. <laughs> but like, again, it all ties back to TikTok. There's sample packs that I'm going to start doing, which um, someone reached out. But it all comes back to the same thing of putting yourself out there, which is what you have to do. And mm. that's the, that is the challenge. That is. I agree 100%. Do you have a release strategy for releasing your songs? Yeah, so... Uh, what do you do? For the first, I mean... Take me through the steps that you do to release a song. At the minute, it's a completely different ball game than it would be. It would have been last year for me because now the TikTok... TikTok has basically taken over how you promote music. That's how you promote music. You know, blogs or any of this is like so far down the list of importance anymore. Mm. So like having a strong TikTok campaign is the number one... Um, at the minute I'm kind of sitting on releases to just build hype and like getting people talking so like I'm not planning to release anything until either a label wants to go forward with it or um, or there's enough hype on TikTok that it's like okay it's time let's just give it to them Um, Mm. to be honest as a release now I would probably start with like a pre-release thing of maybe on TikTok promoting little clips and then maybe like doing some SoundCloud releases like sketches so you can kind of get the cross-platform thing to, over to SoundCloud build like okay right, when, when's the big tunes coming like mm. look you can just po- post demos and things because people will still listen to them mm. and you know get excited by them but then when it comes to the real releases then you really that's when the real work begins to be honest <laughs> releasing is really challenging really challenging so do you have any strategy after release? When you release a song, TikTok. what do you do after? Just TikTok. TikTok. Okay. Find as many ways to create content on TikTok that promotes. I mean, you, you can do other things. Instagram Reels is good. You get lots of reach on there. Facebook is... I mean, I don't really bother doing it, but you, you, you can just repost your stuff on there. Mm. But the reach on Facebook is, is awful these days unless you have a decent following mm. but TikTok is where is that is the music is the music it dominates the music industry all the hits on the radio are TikTok viral songs I mean you saw like um, I'm trying to think of some examples now if, if a song blows up on TikTok like uh, Eliza Rose um, Barris of the Mall that song mm. popped and that took him from literally zero to hero 
That's all it takes. One clip. Yeah, I know. There's a. There's, I was speaking to. A, I, was, I had a meeting with Three Beat Records this morning, and like, um, he was saying, there's this one guy who just did an edit of like this song, and it's literally the worst TikTok. It's just literally him like that, and just said, "I made the end of summer banger," and it was just the. the it was just the uh, the top line of the track with a little. Literally, could have been as a loop. Mm. Put it underneath, and he's just signed. Wow. From that. Wow. It's that easy. Wow. 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 <laughs> Definitely a lot of things have changed from like yeah. 20, 50 years ago, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, madness. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, that might not even be a good thing for him because all he's done is put a, a top line with a loop. Now that's what he's known for. So when he, is, he has to do that again. Mm. Like he, to release original music for him, he might not even be able to make original music at the moment. Yeah. So it's it's also, a, you've got to, I think if if you're aiming, a lot of artists aim for the sky without actually knowing what the sky is or what it is actually like or if you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. So I would say if, if you're putting out content with the aim of, oh, I want this to blow up, just remember, keep it in the back of your mind that, okay, what if it does? And prepare yourself because a lot of people, if that happened to them, they would just crumble because of the pressure. You know? 100%, 100%. It's important to remember that. So can you name a few challenges that you came across during your musical journey it could be physical mental challenges musical challenges i mean there's um many to be honest <laughs> if you want to name a few i, I think the, the most important really ones, most important for you the most important ones to, to remember are self-doubt is really uh can be dangerous and my best advice for dealing with that and i've managed to really get on top of this in the last few months is to recognize when feelings come like through the door mm-hmm. and then shut them out then how do you do it just being able to being self-aware of your mind and noticing if if you start thinking if it just comes through like oh i'm shit or like oh i'm, I'm not worth it it'd be like oh there it is that's just self-doubt and, and then if you just say okay i've just recognized that's just a completely normal thing and you know it's completely fine to have self-doubt that's and that's why we're getting better all the time because we're our worst critics but to the point where if if you get consumed by the negativity it will kill you off you know so it's important to recognize when uh yeah you're anxious about something or and then you can sort of be at peace with that okay that's fine so when it comes by the door yeah what do you do like what 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 do you actually what do you what's your thought process i mean about it for me just remember how how you how far you've come hmm. even even if i'm talking like if you're having self-doubt about playing wonderwall on the guitar well a year ago you didn't even know what a guitar was or you couldn't even pick it up hmm. you know it's you it's so it's so hard to think objectively about um just like i remember there was one quote I, someone um i went to like a talk and it was talking about like what would your 11 year old self think of mm. what you're doing now and I guarantee if like you're sat there making a song and you're thinking oh I'm shit and then you just ask yourself well what would what would that that kid think mm. of what you're doing now and and you'd be like well what am I complaining about <laughs> that's an interesting perspective you know that's it's it's really hard to have continuous belief in what you're doing um especially when especially social media I mean, if you're a self-produced artist, you're comparing your records to people who have, you know, t- tens of thousands of pounds invested into records with t- 
pen of the best songwriters in the UK. Yeah, and producers. records that like got 20 people involved. Yeah. Mastered in LA, mixed yeah. in London, in this studio, recorded here, and you're sat here with a focus right trying to make some bangers, and it's not quite sounding the same. No shit, like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cut yourself some slack. Yeah. <laughs> so self, self-doubt, what else? I think it's it, it all ties to self-doubt, but I think comparison is a problem. Especially if you go to like music uh, edu- educational institutions, um, and you're surrounded by artists, and some people take off, and you don't, um, you start to ask why, like why is that happening, or like why did they take off, why didn't I? And I, it's important to remember that everybody is on such different timelines. Like mm. of, everybody goes through different shit. Everybody has different things that they need to learn, figure out, and there is. Excuse me, it's not a race. That's comparing yourself to somebody else is absolutely poisonous. Yeah, it is. You know, absolutely poisonous. You can it only is. compare yourself to yourself because you don't know what others like what other like what privileges others mm. might have in their life. They might come from a rich family, they might be um learning piano from the time that they were five. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't really compare yourself mm-hmm. to somebody else if you started, for example, twenty-five mm. and what kind of comparison is that? Yeah. You can only compare yourself to yourself. Yeah. You can I think you can look at others and get that drive yeah. from others and be competitive. Yeah, definitely. But the like the fact that I want to compare myself to somebody is better, bigger, and making more money than mm. me, I think it's not really no. uh, in like a constructive mm-hmm. idea, right? Definitely. I think Going through, like, as the emerging artist world, and they're going to, as I say, music in dis- institutions, um, it can... Like, I know people from Lippa who have come out and they're just like, oh, I'm, I'm done with it, I'm done with music. And they've, they've literally just spent... They're uh, foreign students, so they're spending, like, to whatever, 20,000 a year on education there. And, like, mm. and they're coming and they're like, oh, I'm done. Because they didn't really, let's say, take off or whatever... Mm-hmm. And their goals weren't right. Their dreams weren't realized in that time. And I was just like, "What? What? That's just—it's crazy." Because you came to Lippa so excited about music, and probably when you were a kid, you were loving it and made it because it makes you feel good. And the fact that comparison has got that much of an effect on you to the point where you want to just give it up, just forget about everyone else. Mm-hmm. If you—if you're really that bothered about, it, just forget about them and just continue making it for yourself. Because at the end of the day, that's why I make music. is because it keeps me sane and alive. <laughs> mm. You know. What do you think separates a musician that follows music as a hobby to a musician that um, follows music as a profession, as a career? I think as a hobby, it's very much it's it's down to that. It's back to the core of of like enjoyment. So like you're, you know, or buying, having a guitar or having a setup and just, it's just, it's like the equivalent of like a, a well, it's just a creative thing. It's just like playing. I mean, some people like, like gaming, some people like painting or whatever. It's the same thing. But like when, as soon as it gets to the industry level, you're making moves to, you know, at, at the end of the day, we need to make cash. Like that's, that's what it comes to. And you need to make moves to get you to that or whether it's. Um, you know, it could be anything, but that's the difference. Is just purely financial, isn't it? And and mm. and to if you're doing it as a hobby, you know, you're, you're not making decisions that are like, oh, that might make me some money, or you know, but 
you know, if you're doing it professionally, when you look at deals, um, whatever, you really need to have a, like an industry hat on. Mm. And, and you're essentially a product. Mm. That's the difference. When you want to make music, what was the drive behind your production? I mean, I definitely, I wouldn't say I start uh, start an idea of dollar, dollar bags of dollars in, in, in my mind. Uh, but, so I kind of, at the minute, I really like just the idea, the idea of a hit. Mm-hmm. Like, just, obviously, you want to make the most successful song. And it, sure. it doesn't necessarily need to be like a radio banger. But like, for me, at the minute, it's just as simple as when I sit down to produce something, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make something good. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the number one thing. Good can be anything. But uh, it also can be around, like, you can hear a track that you really are inspired by, and they're like, oh, I'm going to make my spin on that, you know? And mm-hmm. a lot of the time, those tracks will be successful ones, so yours kind of has a bit of that flavour. It's, it's, you see it all the time in TikTok now, like, the, the big players who are at the top will post a track, and then the kind of the ones at the bottom, like, it sounds really bad, that, but like, the ones who are starting out will, let's say, copy a bit of the bass line, Copy mm. a bit of this and take take pieces, and then they kind of boost up. So, I think sitting down, first of all, just enjoy it is the main thing. Because if you're having, if you're enjoying doing it, then probably something good will come out of it. Mm. <laughs> but if you're like sitting down, like I need to make ten thousand pounds, it's just going to sound shit. <laughs> yeah, true. So, what what's your definition of success? So good question. So where is that place that you have in your mind that you say, when super late is there, I'm happy. I mean, being able to just be financially sustained by by music mm-hmm. is the first thing. Um, also, in a position where I'm financially able to just, um, oh, sorry, like geographically, I'm not tied down to any like building that I work in mm-hmm. or whatever so I can work remotely so I can literally go abroad and stay somewhere in an Airbnb or whatever and produce there and you know to have that freedom I think is would be a massive privilege and a lot of people in the music industry have that that they can just say oh well I've got to produce three sample packs this week like I'm just going to go to Geneva for that, <laughs> for that. Mm. because that's the, the other beauty of like doing it in the box you can just bring a laptop and a pad and it's a it's that's the life which I want to get to obviously um i don't want to be famous i don't want to have that that is a massive load why why yeah because you can't go anywhere okay i'm talking like fame okay fame okay to the point where like you get an artist like let's say in either tom mish where like most people wouldn't know who he is you might get the occasional person who's like oh it's tom mish and like you know but he can kind of be under the radar and still get paid 30 grand for a DJ set and stuff. So that that level is kind of nice where like you can tour and be very successful and but not be yeah. You, know. you want to still have a normal life. Yeah, that's the that's the yeah. game. Okay. That's the that's Good. that's the end. We'll be back. Take me into your creation process. When you want to make music, what's the very first step that you do? The first most important step is to always keep the door open for ideas. I don't really know how it happens or why, but if there's ever a point where some, like you start humming something, it's like, mm-hmm, voice memo, straight away. Mm-hmm. Like you never, never, ever underestimate 
the potential of an idea and it doesn't matter how awkward it is or what's going on mm. like the amount of times that I'm at work and I have to go to the toilet mm-hmm. and I just because I'm, there's customers there and I'm just toilet quitting and I'm just going <laughs> that's the most important thing always keep ideas so have you came across a situation that you recorded something that at the time you thought is useful, useless yeah but then you use it and it turned out to be it really good all the okay. time all the time so th- there's it, it's not it, it always in the moment when you're recording them it's like oh this could be something but then maybe you'll start to work on it and it'll be oh this is trash but then like three months later I'll just open the project and then you'll hear it and you know and you hear it in a different way and then bang track Mm. so the first thing I would say is just always keep the door open for ideas and always record them and yeah just never deny one never be like oh nah because like if, if you're doing that you might have just said goodbye to a song that could change your life mm. <laughs> you know it's not worth it as a producer and songwriter how, how does it happen for you so you stop with an idea mm-hmm. then what happens I mean, it will always, I'll always just go to Logic and I have a template set up where all my sounds and that, that template changes quite a lot. So, um, and I can just build. So it, it doesn't matter how I can start chords, any, any element. So you just have to start. Mm. That's the thing. And then see where it takes you. That's, mm. that's the main thing that when, when it comes to creating, I always work within that template. So I'm not pissing around with like, setting things up or this mm. so the sounds are just bang there okay easy, i need yeah. this i need that and it's not like oh s- s- scroll 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 mm. because you want to be you know you want to get on the train and like just sure. let it go and, and and if you can kind of get rid of as many things in the way in that time as possible mm-hmm. then that's great because you want the creative creativity to be the driving force and i think that's where ideas really kind of when when they have momentum when you're making them that's when things really start to get like magical. So you start layering and yeah. you get to some certain point. What happens yeah. after? Do you usually call like a friend, say, like a vocalist, say, just come and uh, have a listen to this track or let's see what we can do about it? Or Usually I will make a loop um, and then make an arrangement straight away. Mm-hmm. And in dance music, like it's it's pretty easy to make an arrangement because it's kind of laid out. You have low, low, low. I mean, most songs are the same. So like, it won't be a really complex arrangement, but it will at least I'll at least put the effort in to go to a point where I can sit in and listen to it as a song, mm-hmm. you know, rather than just having folder upon folder of loop ideas, which is great, but I think it does help to have like an arrangement. Okay. Early on, just to kind of get. How do it. you find the so-called vocalist? Do you use like samples, or do you like search online for the vocalist that's going to suit the song? I mean, a lot of it happens like naturally, like you. But don't get me wrong, there are times, there are plenty of songs I'm like, I don't know who to get on this. Mm. And it is, it's, as we were saying earlier, one of your 20 jobs is to be a networker oh, yeah. and to spend time. But again, like on Instagram, all you have to do is type hashtag house singer. House or, singer. Or, or, you know, this is personally to me, or hashtag folk artist. And if you sit there, literally, you can sit on the toilet and find someone. Like, mm. <laughs> it's just there, endless, endless, endless people. Mm-hmm. you know so it's it's really not hard to find people okay you found that person he or she um, recorded themselves they recorded themselves on the track mm-hmm. and or send you the track or whatever however it's gonna work who does the mixing and mastering do you send it to someone to mix and master you do it yourself 
at the moment I mix all my tracks and get them mastered by someone else. Okay. Um, why? Mix yourself and give somebody else a master. Why don't you do it yourself, or why don't you give both to somebody else? I think else for the it? for the amount that it costs to get a half decent master, like in in a treated room, if you if you're getting someone to mix your stuff and you don't have a friend who's going to do it, and that friend is better than you at mixing, mm-hmm. um, it's going to cost you anything from five hundred to a grand per track, which mm-hmm. is crazy money. I mean, it's it's it's. You know, for a mixer's abilities, it's it's not that it's too much, or their their um, let's say their skills aren't worth it. Mm. But as an emerging artist, that's you know yeah, too much too much wages for a track. Um, so I think starting out, it's great to have the ability to mix your own stuff, um, even though it is painful. But then having sending it to master for fifty quid to someone who can check it out on a few different speakers. Mm. that you don't have and wouldn't be able to afford a treated room. I think that's a pretty safe way to do it to start with. If you want to name three elements that you can say these three elements are the most important elements that if you have them, you can make it in the music industry, what would they be? Um, I'd say just work, uh, what's it called? Your work ethic work is ethic. the number work one. Hard. Because... If you look at people, I mean, Fred, again, is a great example of, like, he's just blown up now really, really quite a lot. But I, I saw somewhere, um, uh, one TikTok video that he, like, he he was with Brian Eno or something, and Brian would every week give him, like, one sample. Mm-hmm. And then every week, Fred would come back with, like, ten tracks that he made. Like, he made ten tracks just for this thing in, in the week. Wow. And, and, by, and there's, like, a folder somewhere where there's 700 of these Mm-hmm. ideas all from one sample and people don't realize that like i mean even it's happened to me people come up oh you're so talented you're you know you're so talented it's it's not talent you're, the talent is how hard you work that's it that work, is work it. ethic it's it work ethic. it's working hard and smart that's the other thing um from my perception what people think as talent is uh, being into that environment and having those instincts that comes out of you naturally. Don't get me wrong. You probably work really hard. Yeah. But you were in those places. For example, it could be um, because your parents, for example, pushed you to play guitar from the time that you were five years mm-hmm. old. So there has been work done there. It's mm-hmm. not like nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's not talent, as you said. It's something has been done back in the days. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's when you were five years old or when you were ten years old mm-hmm. or when you were started doing... Uh, playing piano or playing guitar, something has been done back in the days yeah. that you've been doing it long enough nowadays because it seems like it comes to you yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been considered as talent, and you're so talented, mm. you know. But I hundred percent agree. To me, there is no talent. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't really think it exists. That's it. To be honest. That's <laughs> well, it. maybe maybe what does exist is like there's a little spark. Yeah, the spark. But but again, that comes down to. A, the spark of wanting to move forward, the spark of wanting the next idea to arrive. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're at a point where you don't really want to work or you don't want to work hard, then I don't I don't think the greatest ideas will just come down to you. Mm. You know, you only if you're like twenty four seven, like I, you know, what am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going to do then? Like, how am I going to do that? Then things come. You know, mm. I think yeah. Number one would work be ethic. work ethic. Number two is just be 
kind and nice. Okay. Don't be an ass. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Well, I mean, it's just simple. You got. You have to be able no, it's to. true, obviously. You have to be able to work with people. Of course, yeah, of course. You gotta have. I think that that itself is some kind, some skills as well. Be mm. able to have that kind of a skill to hold a conversation. Mm-hmm. Be able to be interactive. Be able to um, listen to other people's opinions mm-hmm. and still be able to express yourself. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think. But but that's that's on its own, isn't a skill itself. I think another thing is also to be able to and this is a tricky one, but to just be to be able to walk into a room and be able to stand and be like be proud of what you've done mm. in, in without comparing yourself to anyone else. Yeah. So like you you should be able to go into a room with I don't know, Drake and whatever and be like, mm. Oh yeah, I'm this is what I'm doing, this is me and I'm here, that's fine. I think that that's that's very attractive to them as well. Of course. They see that you're quite comfortable in yeah. your own skin. They know that you that's, really yeah, believe in yourself. That's exactly what I'm saying. Be comfortable in your own skin, like and because people respect that, mm. you know, and it will probably affect you positively. From you know, if it, if you think about, let's say, an NR person or mm. whatever, if you walk up to them and just kiss their ass, like that's all they get every day, like from every angle, they, from the morning to the evening. But if you calls walk emails. There, if you if you meet them like for example, I I met an A&R today and you meet them and you're just like oh what he's like oh what have you been up to and I'm just like well I've been doing this 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 person reached out just telling them and then see you later but that 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 is more attractive to them because they're like oh, yeah. oh well this guy is just doesn't you know, care he doesn't give a shit like <laughs> he's he's just himself and yeah. he's he's doing his own thing great yeah, yeah I think that's I don't know if that would be a top three tip but that's definitely I a think, tip. I think yeah I think that's a yeah. very very good too. So how do you not exhaust yourself? You um, talk. You actually touched upon something very interesting there. You were saying you just stop working and working and working. Um, how do you not exhaust yourself? How do you not to hit that point that you mm. realize, oh my God, I think I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I think that's, it can be quite hard to discover that for yourself until you get to that point mm. I think it's it's important um, for me my parents are a, a good ind- they, they know when I'm like knackered or if I FaceTime them they're, they're like you look dead like, and I'm like I know I've so do, do they help in the, in the process then? well yeah because mm. they, they, that gives me an indication because I can just keep going and going and going because I'm addicted to it it is an addiction mm. like it's work is an addiction um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be now being a complete hypocrite here because I'm giving advice that I need to give to myself. So if you have a mirror here, that'd be handy. (laughs) You know, but back when I was like scheduling my day, like meticulously, I would schedule in because um, when when you're in the zone and you're producing, you can go for hours and not eat or not do anything, not drink water. But like you, you to the point where just use technology to your advantage, set reminders on your phone, drink water or Mm. Or in that schedule, I would just schedule thirty minutes of just nap. Mm. I just I have to go now and close my eyes. But the the crazy thing is, is it would take a Google schedule like that <laughs> to mm. actually make me do it. So it's a tricky one. I don't have the answers for it, and I guess understand yourself, understand that you're a, a human being, and that you need to be. You need social interaction. You need to eat well. And water. Water. Look, <laughs> this, this is the only water I've drank today, and that's thanks to you. Is it? <laughs> no, I did have a bottle this morning. 
I think it's not a good idea. Don't get me wrong. Work ethic is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not a good idea to sit behind because a lot of people's perception means that I sit behind my desk or whatever I'm doing or go to gym or whatever the career is and work and work and work without sleep, without anything. Mm-hmm. I think in the long run, if you're doing that occasionally to get things done, I think it doesn't really hurt that much. Mm-hmm. But if that's the main schedule that you got, I was was to join it because in 20 years you got to hurt your organs yeah hurt your health yeah and even if you make it you got to be an unhealthy yeah, person yeah. with billion dollars what's the <laughs> point yeah exactly you know what hopefully I mean? you can pay some medical bills at that point <laughs> <laughs> but i think i think it's important to say that look after your health that's the minimum yeah. thing that you can do i'm not saying just have like 10 portion of food a day at least have a lot of water yeah at least have regular breaks yeah. for your eyes and for your brain yeah going away from uh, your computer laptop whatever yeah, you're yeah, dealing yeah, yeah. with go for like 10 minutes walk mm-hmm. you know to keep that healthy pace that when you get up there when you are a millionaire or mm-hmm. whatever you can enjoy that mm-hmm. success otherwise if you're in a critical unhealthy situation mm-hmm. up there what's the joy in yeah being successful i think as well if you like one of the most important things as for musicians is to remember to enjoy it mm. because it it can become like it can feel like a chore and like you're sat there making or mixing it's like oh it's so painful and then but remember how much i mean if you're doing it as a profession i'm assuming you love it enough and like just remember to enjoy it and like just don't always treat it as work because that's where it can, it can get quite like dangerous if you start making your craft like toxic and a chore and that can happen from overworking because you sit down and you're tired and you, you can't really produce tired or like you can't really I've never really like when I'm absolutely hanging or like just want to sleep just go and make magic that you mm. have to have energy to go into it that's where it comes from so it's important to as you say I mean, really, how much effort is it to just drink water? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's really not a lot of effort. Yeah, true. <laughs> if you were into a musician, who mm. would you be? Imagine music doesn't exist in the world. What's the next thing? Well, this is the cliche, but I wanted to be a pilot. Pilot? Wow. Yeah. I, love, you... I love planes. All right. <laughs> have you done any training or have you tried it before, even for fun? I have. I, um, I did a flight last year. I tried... Um, flew a little bit in like a passenger um a little passenger uh Cessna but um that was always the dream mm-hmm. if music wasn't a thing a pilot a pilot it's okay. just I, I want something that's not you know it's let's say performing a festival headline set is pretty like the absolute dream but then flying a plane is like I mean come on it's <laughs> <laughs> a great fun do you do any exercise daily or weekly um for your physical and mental health? Um, sometimes, but really uh, not a lot. Like, Do you think it's important? Yes, it is. Why you're not doing it? Uh, why I'm not doing it? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the good question, but it's... It's, I, it's weird. It is laziness, but yeah. the thing is, it's not that I'm sat on my ass doing nothing. It's laziness. I'm not... I agree. I'm not... I'm doing loads of music. I agree. But I am still being lazy for not allocating a little bit of that time to do it, you know. But but that's actually a very interesting point because, like, there is only 24 hours in a day 
And whatever career that you choose, you have to make some sacrifices. Yeah. And you have to prioritize yeah. certain things. And sometimes um, I would say things go down on the list. Sometimes health, which mm-hmm. is important Definitely in the long happens. run, it comes down on the list and we don't really pay attention that much as we should. Mm. But have you thought about it? Have you thought about like, okay, I should do a bit of a meditation or I should go for I a run? To, I used to do meditation and okay. stuff. How um, was it? I really, I mean, it was, it was last year now. I, mean, I did. I, I really did enjoy it and it's, it's very easy to do. Like there's so much content out there. Why are you not doing it? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) At the minute, man, it's because... So there's a lot of exciting things happening for me right now, and it's Mm -hmm. quite easy to get caught up in them. And... Yeah, and it's, I guess... When when you it's you're distracted all the time because you're like oh this is happening that's happening look at this this is the comments 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 like that. and and then the noise is increasing increasing but you're right you need to just refocus and it wouldn't help it wouldn't harm to do half an hour a day two things that you've been meaning to do is it could be like that meditation exercise or it could be something one. exercise but you haven't done it but you want to promise yourself in front of the camera <laughs> that I'm gonna start doing I'm it. gonna start I literally have a gym in my building have you yeah but I, I never go in it. <laughs> So, so I'm paying so, for it in my rent. Okay. But I use it. <laughs> so you want to go to the gym? Yeah. Something that you promise that you want to do it. Promise yourself in front yeah. of camera. I promise. You're going to be able to do it. I yes? promise. I'm so going, going to the gym, gym and doing more exercise. What else? Another thing. One more thing. Um, oh, that's a good question. I guess I I could eat healthier. Healthier. I mean, I healthier. I do eat well, but I could okay. I could healthier. Eat, I could eat. You knew you can level up. Yeah. You know you can level up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So eat healthier, do yeah. exercise, right? That's good. What a standard boring list. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the basic of it's the basic. maintaining the body the in a condition that you can eat. Yeah, 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 of course. Tell me three dietary advice. Have you, do you do you do you <laughs> follow do you, no, do you follow any specific like dietary uh, no, rules not. in your day-to-day or weekly basis? No. Not really. I think it's... If, if if like... I mean, I want meals to be quick to make. But again, TikTok is great for this. If Because, like, on there, there's so many quick yeah, recipes ideas, yeah. that, are, that are healthy. And like, there's you, you just need to follow the right um, mm. content creators. And there's, like, 20 minutes, 20-minute 20 recipes... And like, well, they if you want cheap ones, there's there's everything. Mm. Like, there's so much advice out there. Oh. So like, I guess when I do cook, like it, it, you know, most of the time it's healthy. But the problem is, I have a really fast metabolism, so I don't really notice any of the damage that any of it's doing. I feel the pain. Yeah, <laughs> I feel the pain. Whatever, whatever you eat goes yeah. out of your system. Yeah, yeah. I feel the pain. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just just disappears. Yeah, I know. I know. So, have you felt, in my perception, I think everybody on planet Earth has experienced some kind of a mental mm. health or a mental problem in some form. Have you felt depression and anxiety Definitely. during your journey, musical journey or even before? Definitely. And how do you deal with it? What do you do? Like, what's your step to, step-by-step to step actions? I think, again, it's the most important thing is self-awareness for me that's what i really learned and it's helped me in the last few months so recognizing and be present in your body recognizing mm-hmm. it the 
the moment it happens mm. and what do you do in that moment I mean just accepting that it's you know it's it's your chemical things that are happening in your brain it's it's literally biology I mean I'm no expert you probably know more about it than me but like it's it happens to everyone mm. and it first of all isn't ha- it isn't healthy to be happy all the time and even the worst things that have happened in my life and they've put me in the worst places you come out of it and at the time it's horrendous but when you're out of it 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 it, it makes you grow you know you come out of it stronger mm-hmm. I think um, now the kind of stigma behind mental health is definitely a lot different and it's a lot easier to talk to people and mm. be honest about it, especially for men um, I don't know I can't remember what the statistics are but like how many how many suicides are men but like why do you think men find it harder to be able to talk about their mental status and uh, their mental health comparing to I other think agendas. Because I guess it's like a historical thing, isn't it? Like the mm. whole man up thing. Supposed of like, to be boys don't cry. Mm. Yeah, that it's just it's cry. the standard stigma, like the stereotype that you have to be like that, and mm. that is it's it's going quickly, like and it's good. Um, but yeah, that's why it's also important for the musicians, and I'm guilty of it, is to keep in contact with friends because it's so easy oh, 100%. to just it really helps. disappear off the map. It and really I, I know people who literally hardly see anyone, and yeah, it might be going well, but like you literally get no one to talk to. Mm. And it's that is dangerous because when shit hits the fan, mm. who do you turn to? That's actually very interesting. Imagine nobody lives on planet earth mm-hmm. what's the joy in it yeah just walking alone and one of the one of the beauties and one of the joys of living and being alive to have an interaction with somebody mm-hmm. else to have to, to go to go and talk to somebody yeah. else you know otherwise what's the joy of being imagine like the whole earth yeah. I, I own the whole globe it would, it'd be alright for a day yeah, it'd be quite fun. Then the next day, what now? Yeah, it probably would be quite interesting. It's like an experience, but then it would definitely get. I mean, it's like going to Mars, isn't it? Like you just sat there, like, oh, now what? So now what? I don't want to live in a in a world that nobody else is around. To be fair, I want you to make a prediction. Yeah. What do you think is gonna happen? To the future of music. We're coming from a time that we had vinyls. Now we've gone to streaming. Mm. How are we going to consume music in the future? I think it's a very great question. And I have put some thought into it. Because if you think about it. Like a recorded music has been around since what? 40s? Something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So that's 80 years. That's all that we've seen. And, mm. and if you look at how crazy... That changes. If you yeah. think about that, how long have humans been around for? Tens of thousands of years in some form, like yeah. early civilization to now. And then you look at the the, the gap, that's 80 years, mm-hmm. is all we've seen of music. Yeah. And how yeah. much it's changed in that time. So think 200 years. Like, And the answer is, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> If you want to make a, like, make some kind of prediction, like, I you, think. When you thought about it, what, what was your. AI. Prediction. AI. AI will be able to make music like that. Mm. AI, and it's, that is kind of sad. And I think, I mean, we've seen it in like Asian countries where there's like holographic artists now. 
So they're created. I mean, there's still humans behind it creating yeah, it. Sure. But they're literally worshipping a hologram. Yeah. And like the hologram comes from that's mad. Yeah. I think um a, yeah, AI will be able to do probably every part of music composition. Mm. I mean, that now like they have AI voices, so like I've seen actually a video that you can uh, write something and it will say it like and, a or something, yeah. Exactly, and you can like uh, bring like some virtual person into the uh, whatever software that yeah. was that he or she is gonna read that text. Yeah. You can make a background, you can just give the AI ideas, like yeah. I want, for example, I glass this yeah. and this, and it's it gonna makes give it, you ideas. Yeah. As so you can create like literally everything. Mm-hmm. Does that, is that a scary? Especially for you as a scary. producer, uh, it's, it's your line of work that you're mm-hmm. just making music. Your job is gonna be someone who's gonna make music. Is that a scary that like, your I line of job is going to be taken over with yeah, robots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I was actually saying this the other day, a bit of a tangent, but I think the most secure position for anti AI is a barber. <laughs> because okay. would you, when would you trust a robot to cut your hair? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never trust a robot to cut my hair. <laughs> true, very true. Um, but, like, yeah, going back to what we were saying, I think it's probably a fear for everyone. That mm-hmm. a, I mean, AI can, will be able to do everything. Mm. And then that's a really interesting philosophical question of what even will humans do. But mm. like, as far as music making goes, I think people still want to have a person. They want a, a, a human to like attach themselves to you. Cause that's what we do with music. We consume it and we're kind of, it's complex, it's feelings and there's a story behind it. But as far as the creation goes, I think for producers and stuff, AI will just make it easier, but that will mean that the competition is stronger Mm-hmm. So it will still not be as easy to, you know, make it, mm. but the the process will be easy. I think as far as consuming music goes, I think streaming is here to stay for some time. Um, it's, I'd time be, it's time for some something new. Well, I'd be interested. Interest, I mean, TikTok is is the newest thing. Like as, as even like people are making songs that are like forty seconds long, mm. and, and TikTok is that powerful that it's changed. It's shifted the the way that we want to make music like it's the the choices that we make in arrangement and like and you know how important hooks are i think live music is here to stay mm-hmm. maybe i mean i don't really know how they're going to replace that with or what will replace it virtual concerts i think the i guess the visual have you, have you heard about metaverse I mean, yeah, yeah. Things, like I mean, they did it as well. Like Marshmallow did fucking like gigs in Fortnite and stuff. Yeah, which is great. I mean, it's great, uh, but I I think there's still this is very hard to replace the feeling of going to a festival or like. Sure, sure. I mean, I don't think it'll go anytime soon. Mm. But uh, the stage production will go. I mean, I don't know. Like that's going to be madness in two hundred years. You don't really need all that setup anymore mm. because it's going to be created by the AI with the metaverse and virtual concert yeah. yeah even the artist is going to be probably in, in like uh, in front of a green screen or mm-hmm. something and all those equipments and everything is going to be built around mm-hmm. him or her or whoever the artist mm-hmm. is but it's actually very interesting it is it is very interesting very interesting three things that you're grateful for in your life well, I think it's important yeah. to have the attitude of gratitude. Yeah, uh, and I, I am. That's one of the good things about me is I am aware of 
I'm privileged to have a great family. That is something that I will never, ever take for granted. And it, it also has... It's just made me into who I am. Like it's allowed mm. me to flower and and become who I want to be. And I'm so grateful that I haven't had parents who, you know, what the amount of shit that people go through from like family issues and it just destroys them. And I'm very lucky that I haven't had that. Mm. Number two is, I'm, I'm grateful. Um, grateful for the opportunities that I've had. Um, which comes from the society that we, that I've grown up in. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed to have options, and people don't have options, and that can come from, you know, financial or just your situation, mm. where you were brought up, and all of that. So I think it's important to be grateful for the opportunities that you've been given. The fact that I can study, the fact that I just I can choose whatever I want to study or wherever is, you know, an absolute blessing. Um, and I guess. I guess I've been, I'm grateful that I've been gifted the ability to, or the, the desire to, to do something. To, let's say a lot, of, a lot of my friends, they don't know what they want to do. And that to me is a scary kind of prospect because you, you know, you've got all these people, all these options and you don't know. But for me, I'm just grateful that I do because it's so singular and my world is just focused and I'm not like worried about what I'm going to do or because I have something that I want to wake up for, you know, mm. so that would be the three. I think that that's a, that's an absolute um, advantage mm. to be able to wake up in the morning and you know you fall into which category because as you said, um, I see a lot of people myself that they get up in the morning and they're wondering what they should do. Although they they might be working at one certain uh, like job as a career or they might even like something but they're still in that kind of a dilemma what, what should I do should I do mm. this should I do that is it something this is something that I'm interested in mm. you know I think sometimes it can be a bit tricky in life to know what to do especially in cases that you are uh, being uh, pulled from different angles sometimes yeah. you have like family siblings that they're relying on you so it's not only you that you can just make this singular this singular decision mm-hmm. and say okay I'm, I want to do music I don't just um, tell everyone go away I'm just going to sit down I'm going to make music because like all these people who whoever they are they're relying on me and I have to yeah. make sure to adjust my decision yeah the way that it works in my life, right? Um, last words. Is there last anything words. that you want to tell everyone? Is there anything that you want to share with everyone? I think if I had to um, have fun is the main thing. Mm-hmm. And don't... It's a cliche piece of advice, but like if, if you're always thinking about where you're... It's important to know what you're aiming at. Mm. But don't forget to enjoy what you're actually doing, mm. because you're always if you're always aiming for in the, you're, if you're basically living in the future, and you're ignoring all of the, the good things that are happening around you. Like just learn to enjoy what you're doing, and even if it, that's in the form of like write a, do a diary, 
you know, every day, and then you can kind of look back at it and think, oh, God, look at that, I did that that day, that that day, look at that, and you know, see your progress. Yeah, yeah. Just enjoy the progress, and also, when things go well, celebrate. Mm. Like, you know, I mean, things have gone really well for me in the last two weeks, and tonight, yeah, I could go off after this and just make more music, but I'm, I've got a few of my friends going to go out for some drinks and and just celebrate it. You know, make sure you celebrate, yeah, because. You deserve a pat on the back, <laughs> you know. If 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 you're working hard and things, but just enjoy. That's enjoy very it. true. That's enjoy very true. it. It was nice having you on the podcast. Everyone, um, make sure uh, you go down in the description. I'm gonna put all the links to his music, his social platforms. Make sure you um, go click on them, give him a follow, listen to his music, and we'll be back for more. Nice one.